Welcome to the Beckham Down Podcast. This is your host, Coach Johnson. In this episode, we're going to be breaking down Game 5 of the Los Angeles Lakers-Houston Rockets series. Now let's get into Game 5 of the Lakers-Rockets series. It was quite a start for the Lakers, who came out meaning business on a 13-2 run to start the game. Early in the bubble, the Rockets' defense was putting so much effort into their switching, but it has drastically dropped off in this series. The Rockets were finally able to create an open three with Westbrook flashing to the middle of the floor and swinging quickly to Austin Rivers in the corner. This is an action that I thought they should have been using more frequently against the traps and double teams of the Lakers. The Lakers' defense was strong yet again with their small ball units in the first quarter. Though they did leave the Rockets' shooters open in the final two minutes and were punished with three straight makes. It was a much different look to this game since the Lakers stopped flying around on the defensive side of the floor. And suddenly the Rockets started to look more comfortable. There was a lot of work for the Lakers to do. And now the game got to a score of 35-28 to after a 17-2 Houston run. And this led to the Lakers calling a timeout. Westbrook was really wrecking havoc in the Lakers passing lanes in this quarter. As the Lakers ended up piling up 11 turnovers so far in the game. Kyle Kuzma's cutting this whole series has been great. LeBron was initiating everything early in the game, but when he went to the bench and sat for some time during this stretch when Houston made a, made a run, the offense really stalled out, and once LeBron returned to the floor, Rondo was running the offense. The Lakers really started to reinvest themselves defensively with some added intensity, and that was exemplified by the massive Caruso chase down block of James Harden, but also credit Kuzma of providing some resistance and contact to slow down Harden in transition as well. Anthony Davis was needing to be more conscious of Houston trying to draw his third personal foul on the offensive side of the floor. Even though Anthony Davis didn't score early in this game, he adjusted really well to the attention he was commanding down on the block as he was able to rack up four assists early in the game, with two of them coming off of easy layups to KCP and Alex Caruso. It's great seeing Anthony Davis find the open man. His passing has gotten better each game in this series. There was one of the few times where we've seen in the series that Harden was used as a screener for Westbrook, I really thought that this should have been utilized more from Mike D'Antoni. As you know, when you have Harden screening for Westbrook, there was so much attention to Harden popping off of this action and commanding a lot of attention where you can't double onto Westbrook and leave Harden open. And Westbrook is able to get a little bit of an advantage to get downhill, trying to collapse the defense into the paint and kick out to the perimeter for open shots. The reason that Houston was able to keep this game at a reasonable distance were the turnovers of the Lakers as they had committed those 11 turnovers, which equated to 15 Rockets points. 
I really don't understand why teams always try to post up James Harden because that plays right into the Rockets' hands. He's a very good post defender ranking in the top 95 percentile in the league in defensive post-ups. The rules should be, if he's on you, go set a ball screen where he's going to struggle to guard in space. Rajon Rondo has continued to work in the series because of his ability to get to the rim, which has made him very valuable. Another thing that has helped Rondo is his commitment to playing defense and being a force on that side of the floor. His consistency on the defensive side of the floor has make, made him a lot more valuable than, and his offense has be, just been an added plus to his play since returning to the lineup for the Lakers. Houston was a lot more committed to walling off the paint on LeBron and Davis and conceding a bunch of open threes in this game as a result. But the problem is that the Lakers role players were knocking them down at a high percentage. The ball was moving so fluidly on the offensive side of the floor, and it's such a beautiful sight to see for Los Angeles. The Lakers continued to do a strong job of defending Westbrook, encouraging him to shoot the ball from the perimeter and and contesting his shots at the rim where he struggled to finish. The Lakers are advancing to the Western Conference Finals after this big blowout victory on the strength of outstanding defense against two very strong offensive teams, beating both Portland and Houston 4-1. to On offense, LeBron and AD led the way as role players stepped up increasingly to knock down shots and make plays, with a different you know, player stepping up as a third option in each of the victory, with this being capped off by an overall team performance where you saw each starter score in double figures Kuzma came in and provided double figures off the bench. And this is one of the best performances we have seen from the Lakers since the NBA restart. And they're clicking just at the right time as they look forward to a potential matchup with the Los Angeles Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. I will be back shortly to wrap up the show after a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. A very short episode this was as there was only one game in the NBA last night. But we have a very important game to look forward to today on Sunday as we have Game 6 of the Los Angeles Clippers-Denver Nuggets series. About to tip off here in a couple of hours. It's going to be interesting to see if the Clippers can close out this series or if the Nuggets can force a Game 7. My prediction is that the Clippers will take care of business today and not allow this series to go one game more as they look to get some more rest before they face the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. The most important thing for the Clippers is to come out focused and just be consistent for a full 48 minutes. There's been too many games and you know moments during games that we've seen just up and down play from the Clippers. And it's just important for them to find the rhythm on the offensive side and defensive side of the floor where they sustain a consistent play throughout a whole game and not get caught up in you know, shooting so many jump shots because they have so many good 
shooters from the perimeter that they look to attack the basket more in this game and, you know, really lock down defensively, you know, making things hard on Jamal Murray as they have throughout the series, but not letting Jokic beat them. It's going to be important for them to try to get the ball out of Jokic's hands and make other guys on the Nuggets beat them as Jamal Murray has struggled, Jeremy Grant has struggled, Michael Porter Jr. has been up and down. Make those other guys beat you because they haven't proven that they can yet, but Jokic is the main advantage that they have on the offensive side of the floor with his ability to score for himself as well as create for others. It's going to be an interesting game six between those two teams. And I'm very excited to be able to watch this game and break it down. But I hope everyone enjoys their Sunday, get some time to relax and watch the game and just spend time with your family before we start a new week. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. If you want to become a monthly contributor to the Back Em Down podcast, please click the link at the bottom of the show notes. But until next time, everyone take care, and I hope you come back for the next episode of the Back Em Down podcast.